Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sole commissioner of the show. I've extended it from a three-game series now to five-game series. If it beats me this time, we'll just, we'll just make it a seven-game series. <laughs> I try to actually get one on the board here against Nate a little bit later. Plus, it is our Friday Ask Me Anything AMA mailbag. You can find me on Twitter at Seth Dunlap. Tweet at me there. I also put up a thread you can reply to, and we will answer all the questions that come in on that line. Plus, we'll talk a little Saints-Jets, what we're looking for tomorrow, and a moment it's in to end the show coming up in a little bit. But first, I want to talk week zero in college football, and then I'll look ahead towards week one with Rafael Esparza, handicapper at DocSports.com and entertainment odd maker at MyBookie Sportsbook. He's on Twitter at VSI Doc Sports. Rafael, what's going on, man? Not much. What's going on with you guys? Uh, I'm good. I'm, I'm Look, football season is finally officially here. I'm talking real football season, Rafael. We get it tomorrow. Yeah, I mean week zero, but uh, it's funny for me. Football doesn't start until after the Little League World Series. You guys, are, you guys should be talking about that leading off so the Louisiana <laughs> versus Hawaii matchup too. Oh no, no doubt. And by the way, I saw that Hawaii is like a three and a half to one favorites on on uh, the boys from, from River Ridge. Is is that still true? Uh, I took some money this afternoon on uh, uh, Louisiana. So right now Hawaii is about minus four fifty. Uh, last time I checked. Uh, I, I'm really intrigued. Japan versus uh, uh, the Caribbean. That's going to be, I think, the, the winner of that game, I think, is going to win it all. Both of them have really, really big t- pitching depth, and both of them can hit the ball. So it's going to be very interesting. I'm going to be rooting for Louisiana. I would love to see them go match up against Japan. Yeah, How much money is actually bet on the Little League World Series? When I found out that there was a fairly healthy market for that, I was, I was kind of surprised. Well, this is on TV, and, and people will bet anything on TV. When they had the ESPN Ocho 8, people would ask me, <laughs> how come you don't have odds for cornhole and dodgeball, which I will be doing next year, odds for dodgeball and cornhole. But, yeah, we take some action on it. Not much. I mean, we only have small limits, maybe $100 here on, on, the, on the international side. U.S. side will maybe put, put $200 max bet on it. But it's just for entertainment purposes only, a, a lot of it. But we will take action on it. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, let's go to week zero. So it's Miami and Florida, that rivalry renewed, number eight Florida. And, of course, Miami, Raphael. And uh, Florida it looks like a touchdown favorite about the consensus right now. Yeah, I mean, it was seven and a half pretty much uh, all week. And then this uh, late evening yesterday is when the seven started popping up. And I think it's going to stay – the way it is now, the total has been moving because it's supposed to get some rain tomorrow. So I guess Mickey and Goofy and a lot of wet suits are going to be out there in this game. This game screams 16 to 10, punt, punt, kick, drizzle, drizzle. That's what I think. I think the better game was the Arizona-Hawaii game. But I think this game, Florida-Miami, I think Miami maybe sticks around backdoor cover. But I think it's going to be a very, very low-scoring game. Uh, so the over-under sounds like you're squarely under here. I think it's 46 and a half. 
Yeah, it's 46 and a half uh, are pretty much all shops. There is 147. Biloxi has 46 and a half over at Borovage. So uh, it's a healthy number of 46. And I would not be shocked. I think once they go to uh, uh, game day, and if it is raining at game day, I can guarantee you this one goes down to about 45, 44. So what about that Arizona-Hawaii game? That's the other one. That's in Honolulu and Arizona on the road and 11-point favorite. Yeah, I mean, drink some coffee, take a nap tomorrow, put the kids to bed early, because I think this game is going to be very entertaining. I think we're going to see a lot of points scored. And I was impressed with Hawaii last year, eight wins last year. They have a quarterback coming back, offensive line coming back. And I know Cahill Tate and Arizona are looking for some redemption. Let's face it, all the Pac-12 football is looking for yeah. redemption, how they played last year. But I think Arizona does win this game, but I don't think they cover this number. I like the fighting uh, Rainbow Warriors to cover this number. I say Arizona probably wins by a touchdown, but I think Hawaii makes it interesting. And I think we're going to see both teams hit the 40 mark, so I think the over 73-and-a-half looks good as well. Uh, speaking of uh, Pac-12 teams, one of the big uh, things we're watching, college football fans are watching, is the streak with Old Crimson and the flag there from Washington State. I guess they're, they're, they're doing this game day thing. It's uh, at Disney World. They're not allowing flags in. I saw, and I don't know if you're taking odds on this, I saw some odds actually on whether the Cougar flag is going to make it there or not. Are those odds still up? Yep, that was me. I'm the one that posted those odds. So, uh, will uh, the Washington State flag make it to the Magic Kingdom? Yeah, yes, minus $4. Let's face it. Someone's going to tape that flag <laughs> to their leg, stuff it in their underwear or something. That flag will be represented. Now, I didn't put a stipulation how long does it have to be flown. Does it just be shown on TV once and we'll catch the yes? I thought that was a great prop bet to bring in. Uh, I gave week zero some love, so I made that prop bet up. I, I love it. And as a Washington State uh, alum, I, re I didn't know they were your odds, uh, but I had uh, tweeted out something where I said, easiest money of the college football season. Yes, you're laying a ton there at, what, a minus 400, whatever you had. Yes, but that was the easiest bet, right? It's like, come on, the Cougs, Cougs are going to find a way to get that flag in there. I don't know. Lee Corso will you know, wear it as a toga or something. Yeah, I mean, I put those on in the same ones. Will Rick, uh, will, will Nick Saban retire over under five and a half more seasons and <laughs> stuff like that? I'll put up anything that someone asks. <laughs> I love it. We're talking to Rafael Esparza at VSI Doc Sports on Twitter, handicapper at docsports.com, and entertainment odds maker at my bookie sportsbook. Let's go to the NFL here a little bit, Rafael. Uh, heavy preseason action and. and I didn't realize it, and I should have realized this, but all the sharps out there in Vegas have told me the last couple of weeks, oh, a lot of money could be made by smart preseason betters. Is that right? It could be, but, boy, did we take a dip in action today. Oh, and granted, it was only two games, but yesterday's Baltimore Ravens game, 15 straight games the Ravens have won preseason games, cashing tickets left and right. Did you cash a ticket yesterday? No, nope, because they didn't play the complete game of 55 minutes. Everyone got refunds, so... Be very cautious when you also bet uh, preseason football. But there is money to be made. Uh, we took a pounding yesterday with New England and the under. Took a pounding to, uh, today with Cleveland and Tampa Bay going under the total. Week threes are usually good under bets because the defense plays a lot more than the offensive starters do. Uh, what happened with that 80-yard game between the Raiders and the Packers? Are you just uh, you having to, to take everybody or put everybody's money back? Or how does that work when it's not well, you know a 100-yard game? We played it like it normal was it. They've still played a football field. And let's face it, the NFL, how ridiculous do you look when you knew you were playing in the CFL field? Where did you put the goalposts <laughs> in the CFL? 
It's, that's like playing a football game at a golf course and not expecting 18 holes around the, uh, around the field. We're uh, totally ridiculous. <laughs> I, I agree with you. Um, next week, of course, is when the things really get started. But I'm going to look a couple of weeks ahead with you here. Lots of LSU fans listening to the show. That LSU-Texas line has been really fascinating to watch for me, Raphael, because it, it opened up a couple of books. I think had the, the Tigers as a seven-point favorite. And I want to say it's it's basically a pick em now. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, great two-way action right now. I mean, when we first opened up, I, we got we got hurt a little bit. But, yeah, I mean, it's a great two-way action on that game. And, and I'm a believer that maybe Texas is back, was blown away in their bowl game win. I'm hearing nothing but good things at Longhorn Country with practices. I think their defense is going to be quick. That secondary is going to be quick. Uh, that game's going to be very intriguing with LSU because I think LSU takes a very, very small step backwards from last year. Let's face it, no one thought that that team was going to do what they did last year. Uh, they're missing some some key guys on defense. I, I think we're going to be. They're going to go to bowl game. They're not going to compete for a national championship. Sorry, LSU fans. But that game against Texas, uh, it's it's a big circle for me because I think whoever wins that game could be mentioned towards the middle of the season as maybe a contender for that final four spot. Indeed. Raviel, any any tips you have for anybody listening who wants to bet sports? And a lot of people heading over to Mississippi the last year or so, kind of get involved with it, or maybe some best bets here as the college football season kicks off? Don't sleep on these mid-conferences. Some belt conference, Conference USA, you get some great numbers because the odds makers, including myself, sometimes we get focused on the Florida-Miami games, the Alabama games. Perfect example, Youngstown State plays on college on week zero this week against Sanford, and the number is dropping from three and a half to three. Youngstown State has a five, a fifth year quarterback playing, and Sanford is introducing a brand new coaching staff and a brand new QB. Uh, give me the physicality of the Penguins to overtake Sanford on the road. I think that number is way off. Rafael Esparza, handicapper at DocSports.com and my bookie sportsbook. Rafael, always a pleasure to talk to you, my friend. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. I'll put extra Washington State odds up for you. I love it. Please do. Old Crimson's going to fly, buddy. We're going to see it tomorrow. (laughs) Have a great evening. All right. You too. All right. Rafael Esparza. Follow him on Twitter at VSI Doc Sports. We'll take a break. When we come back, your phone calls. And yeah, like Rafael said, we want to talk a little bit about that Little League World Series game going on tomorrow. It's the East Bank All-Stars against Hawaii in the United States Championship. It's going to be a lot of fun. That's at 2.30. Mitch wants to talk about that. Phone lines, they are wide open for you. Plus our Ask Me Anything Friday edition. Sports, entertainment, crazy stuff, oddball stuff, I don't care. You can ask me. Phone lines, you can text the questions to 87870 or find me on Twitter at Seth Dunlap. We'll be right back on The Last Lap. All of our Saints training camp sound and prime cuts tonight and this week have been brought to you by the Sound Banking of First American Bank, a banking tradition since 1910. And today's player of the day, how about Teddy Bridgewater? And here's why. Teddy Bridgewater's got to bring it tomorrow. Not necessarily for the coaches and his teammates, who seems like they believe in him, have confidence in him, but more for you, the Saints fans, that have lost a little bit of it. So today's player in focus, our player of the game, is brought to you by Toyota dealers. Let's go places. Little League World Series tomorrow, 2.30. East Bank All-Stars against Hawaii in the United States Championship. It's pretty darn special. Mitch and Metter, wants to talk about it. Mitch, what's going on? Hey, it's my first time calling you. I just want to let you know I have a grandson who's 11 years old, lives in North Carolina, and he's pulling for us all the way. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, you have any, uh, you've been watching this whole thing the whole way through, Mitch? Oh, yes, indeed. 
watch them all the way. One of my questions is, um, I know I know the River Ridge All Stars. Where is where these guys are pulled from? Are, are they pulled from all uh, local? Yeah, I had this. I had this question yesterday, Mitch, and I. This is off the top of my head, and I'm not completely sure about this, but from what I was told, is each Little League All Star team has a certain area that they can be pulled from, and this was basically the East Bank of New Orleans um, had that team. They were competing very early on against other teams from Louisiana, and then you know across the um, the state, across the South, and then they moved on to the regionals, and they moved on. Um, well, it was the sub-regionals, then we went on to the regionals. So, yeah, you're only able to pull from a very select area with that. You have boundaries that you have to adhere to. And if you ever remember the scandals about a decade ago, and there were a lot of them, like every single year in the Little League World Series about United States teams that had made the Little League World Series, and then they got into these problems because they had kids that were supposed to be ineligible and not allowed on their team. It's because of that kind of stuff. The governing bodies – for Little League in the United States are very strict about where you can and can't pull. And I understand this was basically the East Bank of uh, New Orleans out there towards River Ridge. But that's a very good question, Mitch. And I don't have all the exact answers on that, but that's pretty much all I know. Really appreciate you listening. Call more. Uh, thanks for the call, of Rich, uh, Mitch, and uh, have a good night. Let's go to Jimmy and Gretna. Jimmy, what's going on tonight? Hey, man. Yeah, good stuff coming this weekend with the uh, Little League and Saints game. I'm not sure if you brought up yet Joey Chestnut. At, uh, Sunday, yeah. Yeah, Sunday at Fat Boys Pizza in Metairie, man. Maybe you get up the ante here with Christian <laughs> and your bet with Austin Carr, and you show up out there and you guys go toe-to-toe. Uh, I will tell you this, Jimmy. I am a, a tall guy. I'm 6'7". Um, yeah. I, I, I can't eat much anymore and i don't know it's just my appetite has waned and i've kind of reached my mid-30s it's weird like i I would not do well in that contest would you uh no yeah i mean you know i'm kind of tall but i got a little bad bod gut (laughs) me too uh, i do too yeah if if it's popeye's chicken sandwiches maybe (laughs) just going yeah right right well have you seen the line i was gonna say have you driven by popeye's this week it's crazy it is insane, Seth. Look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it really quickly. I hope Ridgewater and, and you clarify what you think. I know you've been at the training camps. I know Drew is gonna play a couple series tomorrow. How much time is Bridgewater gonna get tomorrow? And, and look, for for nothing else for him to kind of gain his confidence because he is gonna be the second guy this year, like it or not, unless some uh-huh. injury occurred for him. Uh, what um, I can answer that for you, you pretty know, pretty. Go ahead. Pretty uh, definitively, he will get the rest of the first half after Drew Brees, which, to my understanding, it's going to be two series most likely. That's kind of the tentative plan entering that game for Drew Brees. So you're probably looking at a quarter and change for Bridgewater. So three drives, give or take one, probably. And then and then Taysom's going to play the second half? Yes. Yep. Okay. Sounds good. All right, man. Look, I hope Bridgewater – I really just hope – look – I Taysom's getting a lot of attention. I mean, you guys are interviewing him a lot at the training camps. I've been watching the videos online and stuff. And Taysom didn't get this much media coverage last year even. I just hope this doesn't take a toll on Teddy. Teddy is the second guy, like it or not. I just hope he he just shows it. Yeah. You know, even if it is preseason. Because, look, the Saints fans, and you've experienced it all week, Seth, Uh the Saints fans are pretty unforgiving. This is a preseason game (laughs) for two games Teddy's kind of been shaky on. But guess what? All week, WWL has been getting calls about Bridgewater yeah. and Jason Hill 
and what's going on. Well, one game he was shaky, right, though, because the first game he was 11 of 15. uh, No, excuse me, 15 of 19 for 134 yards and a touchdown. So he wasn't that shaky in game one. I'll I'll say it, Seth, you said I think you're from Seattle and you're a younger guy. Aaron Brooks put up great numbers. We usually were playing behind because of a bad defense, which was not his fault. However, he he had an unusual propensity for as, as an NFL quarterback for fumbling away the ball, like the ball seemed slippery in his hands for some reason. Um, the two preseason games, if you look at the footage, and for anybody who doubts this, check the footage of the last two if you have it on DVR. He just seemed to have an issue with the timing in the pocket. That's what I'm going to watch for tomorrow, his ability to sense the pocket closing in on him. Took a lot of sacks. Yeah. It seems to, it, there was actually one where he got blindsided. It was a fumble. But because of a flag, it didn't count. Are you talking about – I'm sorry, Taysom or Teddy there? I'm talking about Teddy. Teddy, yeah. And and, and, and that didn't show up in the stat line. No, it it doesn't. It it, it doesn't, but I'm not not too worried about something like that, and here's why. In the preseason, he's not playing behind a number one offensive line. And you could counter that by saying, well, he's not going against a, you know, number one defensive line or number one pass rush. I get it. Teddy was also under the weather last week. I'm not using that as an excuse. I'm just telling you the facts there. We'll see what he does this week. We'll see what he does this week. Remember, he's just a one-year contract. He's insurance this year for Drew. There's no guarantees after that. Tim Zimmer tells us in regards to the Little League East Bank All-Stars, where do they draw from? Tim Zimmer says in my text he just sent me, it's mostly the All-Stars from Metairie and Kenner Playgrounds. Little League started in New Orleans six years ago. Thanks, Timmy. Back with our Ask Me Anything. Send some text, 87870. You know what AMA is? You hear that or see that on social media? AMA, what are you talking about? Is this a television channel? No, Ask Me Anything. We do this every Friday at 1030, and you can ask me about sports. You can get crazy. You can ask me about entertainment or really anything. Speaking of crazy, here's one from Jay Vice on Twitter, at Jay Vice. If you're traveling at the speed of light in your car and turn on the headlights, will they work? I tweeted back at him, at or faster, need clarification. And he just replied back, hmm. And the appropriate answer to that is, uh, well, you won't see the headlights in front of you if you're going faster than the speed of light. I believe I am no Neil deGrasse Tyson, but, or Bill Nye the Science Guy, but from my understanding of the speed of light, if you're at or faster than it, you are going faster than the light that would shoot out from your taillights so uh, headlights pardon me so you are not going to see those headlights in front of you work but if you know differently jay if i answer that incorrectly you tell me it's at jay vice on twitter here's a couple one from at williams m1980 michael williams on twitter which rookies make the 53 man roster so I'm going to look up the roster right now, and here's why I'm going to do it, because I'm going to miss some rookies if I don't do that and have the roster in front of me. So the rookies that I think are going to make the roster, Caden Ellis, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, Saquon Hampton, Deontay Harris, obviously Eric McCoy, and this is a tough one. Divino Zigbo, do I think Divino Zigbo is going to make it? I don't know if I can say that. Yeah, I'll put Divino Zigbo, Emmanuel Butler, and little Jordan Humphrey all on the bubble. Is that is that a cheap way of getting out of that question? If you ask me, I'll say those three that I just named right now on the outside looking in. But look, that's just uh, here right on right now on the radio show. Thanks, Michael. Another one from Michael. 
What does Davenport need to do to solidify the DE spot opposite of Cam Jordan? He's got to develop his uh, stature again in run defense. He's got to be better in run defense, and he also just needs more and more consistent. He's got to develop run defense as part of his game, and he just needs to be a more defense uh, consistent pass rusher. Pardon me. That, that sounds very basic, but and it's a lot harder to do that than I'm making it sound on the radio. But that's what he needs to do. I think he also needs to get his confidence back a little bit. It seems like this camp he's lost that. He talks about his confidence and how he hasn't lost it, but I gotta wonder if if he has or he hasn't. Let's go to the text line at eight seventy eight seventy. From the 504, Seth's AMA from At Brew. Uh, Popeyes or Chick-fil-A sandwich? This one's easy for me. It's Popeyes. No doubt about it. And I have never been to a Chick-fil-A. And if you uh, follow me well enough, you probably know why, but I will leave it at that. Uh, (laughs) That's all I will say. Uh, Here's a text from the 504. I just asked you something, but I didn't get no response. I'll ask you again. There you go. I just asked you or answered that. Uh, here's a text from the 504. Why don't teams use fullbacks that much anymore? Do you think they are needed? Do the Saints have one? Yes, the Saints do have one. His name's Zach Line. He's a fine fullback. And the reason that teams, for the most part, have abandoned the fullback from their base offense is, well, it's become a passing league. A lot of teams still use the fullback at points. The Saints are one of them. A lot of the run-heavy teams do that as well. Um, a team like the Seahawks and I think the Ravens at times used a fullback. Ravens mostly – I, I got to check the Ravens on that. Ravens might be a single-back team that just runs the football a lot. I know the Seahawks still use a fullback, not as much as they once did. So it, it's an endangered species, NFL fullbacks, but not quite extinct yet. Here's a text from the 985. Not a question, but just a text. Seth, I was always a fan of the OG Tim Brando, and I can't agree more with him on most of what he passionately articulated, except for one thing. I think it would be more competitive and in turn more of a must-see in the regional rounds if the playoff went 1-5, and 2-6, and 3-7, and 4-8 and eight seeds respectively. What say you on your imported best from the Northwest. Uh, I would say that is sounds good from maybe a viewership perspective, but that would never happen because you don't want to reward the top team in the nation with a tougher matchup than well, the fourth best team in the nation, according to those seeds, right? I don't want to do that. That's, that's, you can talk about unfair. That seems a little, a little bit unfair. Uh, my AMA to Logan. Logan, how you feeling, man? Logan's been under the weather back there, powering through all week long. You finally, you finally turning the corner, man? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I'm definitely turning the corner here. I still sound kind of off, and, you know, it's a little cough here and there. But uh, for the most part, I'm feeling much better. There you go. You, you've been a trooper back there. Yeah. Now, the question is, are you ready for some two-minute drill? Uh, yeah, I just finished our questions. Uh, I think I can talk through it. Uh, it might be a little grating for the viewers or uh, the listeners to listen to, but you know, it's it, it, we'll make it through it. Okay, well, that is going to be next matchup three, round three of Nate Lejeune, the commissioner of the longest running online Madden franchise in history, right here in New Orleans. Also, Nate Lejeune, 
Beat me the last couple of weeks in two-minute drill trivia. And he comes into the program next trying to make it a three-peat, and I will do my best to stop that from happening. Trivia time next on the last lap. One more little addendum to our AMA, a text from the 832. Hello, Seth. Interested in getting your thoughts on the tight end depth for the Saints outside of Cook and Hill. Who else is there to trust? Can't really trust Dan Arnold. I'm just being honest there. And Alizé Mack is a rookie who I think I think will be headed to the practice squad, but we're watching that. So if you're asking me who can you trust outside of those two, my answer would be probably nobody right now. Probably nobody. That's just kind of the hard truth at that position for the Saints. Thanks for texting the show. Let's bring on in the two-time reigning two-minute drill champion, Nate Lejeune. Nate, what's going on? You're being a little hard on Dan Arnold there, Seth. Look, I'm back from South Beach, still hyped up on some <laughs> Cuban coffee. I'm ready to watch our Saints win tomorrow night and uh, beat Seth in some two-minute drills since he seems to be avoiding me into madness. He's been trying to <laughs> for a couple weeks now. That's right. And we're go ahead and give it to you when you're ready. That's right. See, we're, we're working on we're working on possibly setting up a last lap Madden league that we're going to open up invites to anybody who wants to be a part of it, but uh, not quite finalized yet. But still working on that, Nate. Now, here's the real question. Uh, how, what kind of deal did you and Logan strike to keep me from winning this thing? I have never had a shorter conversation in my life. Logan was very to the point, very businesslike. I think he's pulling for you, if i got to be honest. I think he's sick of calling me every week. Yeah, well, here's the thing. He knows where his bread's buttered, man. So uh. <laughs> I didn't say that I blame him at all. But if I win one more week, I'm going to be the unofficial co-host of the show. Though. It's true. It's true. Now, I will say <laughs> you haven't tied the record yet. Last August, right. we also had a competitor that won three straight, couldn't get to four. So you have a chance here to tie the record for a guest victory on the show. So a little pressure on you. A little pressure. I, I thrive under pressure, though, Seth. I'm ready for this moment. Okay, here we go. Everything's going down in studio. Logan Falgo getting over his uh, cold from this week. Uh, take it away, Logan. All right, Nate, you ready? I'm ready, my friend. All right, and let's start off here. First up, we have, what is the name of the premier professional football league in Canada? Uh, CFL, uh, Canadian Football League. That is correct. Next up, we have which turn-of-the-century NBA great's middle name is Bean? Oh, can you say that one more time? Uh, which turn-of-the-century NBA great's middle name is Bean? You pass. All right. Which NFL legend also went on to win a season of Dancing with the Stars? Uh, Shannon Sharp. That is incorrect. Tiger Woods is one of the world's most decorated golfers. Which year did he win the PGA Championship? 2004. That is incorrect. Mm. In the game of golf, the iconic green jacket is presented to the winner of which championship? The Augusta, but I can't think of the name of the... Oh, my goodness. Why do I know the pass? See if I can come back to it. All right. What is the regulation height for a basketball hoop? 10 feet. All right. That is correct. Next up, as of 2019, who is the only player in NBA history to have sired three sons who also played in the NBA? Uh, uh, ball, and I can't think of his name. Uh, pass. I don't know. All right. Uh, going back here. Uh, which turn-of-the-century NBA great's middle name is Bean? 
Yeah, pass on that one. I don't know that one. All right. The big golf. Golf, 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 golf. All right, and then there's also the uh, the NBA uh, player who sired three sons who have also played in the NBA. I think he's got me on this one. I don't know. I've totally struck out on this one tonight, Logan. All right. Well, that's all the time we have, sadly. I'm waving to Seth here. To bring I'm getting the, the hand wave from Logan uh, here. Yeah. Nate, oh, I see. Now that tone in your voice says uh, I've got a shot here. You have a, you have plenty of shot. I think I'm going to get mopped up tonight. <laughs> well, here's the thing. You said that last week, and you ended up beating me on this tiebreaker. I did, I did, but th- 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 there was some here that I know, but I just can't spit them out tonight. So I think you're going to know them. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't feel good going into this one. Okay. Well, we'll keep you right there. And um, I mean, here's the thing: is I am also terrible at trivia. Because, I don't know, my time in New Orleans, multiply that with my time living in Las Vegas, and my quick recall memory sometimes is, uh, well, it's it's not where it should be. So that's why I'm not very good at this sometimes. So, with that said, and by the way, second week in a row that I did a terrible job of explaining this game to the listeners who may have not heard it before. Two-minute drill trivia, as the name says, we put two minutes on the clock, we get eight questions you got two minutes to answer it, so 15 seconds a question. You can pass. If we're tied, we have a tiebreaker at the end of it. With that said, Logan, I am ready. Hit me with your best. All right, here we go. Starting off, what is the name of the premier professional football league in Canada? The Canadian Football League? That is correct. Next up, we have which turn-of-the-century NBA greats middle name is Bean? Bean? Yes, Bean. Are we talking turn-of-this-century? Yes, Bean. Well, there's no way that's Kobe, Shaq, Shaquille, Bean, O'Neal. No. Uh, <laughs> um, pass. I'm going to come back to that one. All right. Next one up here we have, which NFL legend also went on to win a season of Dancing with the Stars? NFL legend? Yes. Uh, I know this. It was um, Antonio Brown. Didn't he win? On a, I'm going to say Antonio Brown. Was it not Antonio it's Brown? incorrect. Okay. I think he's playing a second. Up, okay. Next one up here we have Tiger Woods is one of the most decorated golfers. Which year did he win the PGA Championship? 2003. That is incorrect. In the game of golf, the iconic green jacket is presented to the winner of which championship? It's Masters. That is correct. Next one up here we have what is the regulation height for a basketball hoop? Ten feet. That is correct. Last one here we have, as of 2019, who was the only player in NBA history to have sired three sons who also played in the NBA? Wow. Oh, uh, uh, Rick Barry. That is correct. Yeah, Rick Barry. And I'm just going to – Bean? Um, Bean? Um, it's not It's not Shaq. Was it Shaq? Shaquille Bean O'Neal? Is it Shaq? I don't know. Shaq. No, it is not Shaq. Okay, that would be a great name, Shaquille Bean O'Neal. Uh, what, what's that? What's the answer for that one? That's Kobe. It is Kobe. Yeah, it's Kobe. Oh wow, Kobe. Kobe, Kobe Bean, Bean Bryant. Wow. His dad's uh, his dad's uh, nickname was Jelly Bean. <laughs> I love it. Uh, wait, did I, did I actually win this? Uh, yeah, you won you four to two. Oh, Nate, I got you, man. It was not good. Was was it Tony Gonzalez, The Dancing with the Stars? Emmett Smith. Oh. Emmett Smith. Oh, no. Because yeah, he, he won the that. season. Yeah. He won the season. And Tony Brown, I think, got second or 
I don't know, semifinals or something like that. I kind of remember this. And I shouldn't have said that because I knew he didn't win that uh, one. Well, uh, Nate. It was the Masters. I stumbled on that one. I knew it. I knew the golf course. I knew the green. I knew every, I just could not <laughs> out the Masters. And then you got me on Rick Barry. That's how I was, I was not even close. Yeah, yeah all, of, all of the Barry boys uh, that played in the NFL. Great shooters, all of them. Uh, Nate, who is, again, also the commissioner of the greatest online Madden Football League. There is OMFL. Find him. Uh, online at grownfolksoc.com on Twitter at grownfolksoc. But, Nate, I'll give you the, the floor here. Any final words, man? I'm excited about tomorrow night. I think you're being a little hard on Dan Arnold. I agree. He's had some drops. But he's a young guy. He's got some speed. He's also made some great catches. I think he's going to be able to learn from these opportunities. I think it's going to be exciting to watch, though. I think we haven't really got to see this offense. And – I'm ready to play some Madden, me and you. we got to renew the rivalry. i I got to dust up on you while I have an opportunity <laughs> since you're going to be super rusty. So I'm going to take my advantages as I can. Oh, boy. Yeah, that, that's going to be ugly for me. But uh, we'll have to make it happen, and hopefully we get this league going. Nate, appreciate it, man. And uh, we'll have you back on soon probably. Thanks so much, dude. Logan, Seth, I appreciate you guys. All right. Thanks so much. Uh, Nate Lejeune, again, commissioner of the OMFL. Find him on Twitter, at Grown Folks. OC. We'll take our final break of the night. We'll end the show where the moment is in from Tim Brando, who believes college football is a sport in peril. And he laid out a very passionate argument for why. Plus, any of your phone calls, if you want to give one final look into sports this week or talk about that Saints game, it's 504-260-1870. And a final chance to vote on our opinion poll at WWL.com. You're watching the Little League World Series, East Bank All-Stars tomorrow at 2.30 against Hawaii for the U.S. Championship. Great show this week. One more call to get to Joey in Pearl River, our final caller of the week. Joey? Hey, Seth. Thanks for taking my call, dude. Listen, I just wanted to give uh, one more prop to to Governor Blanco. Um, As a retired professional firefighter, she did something for the the paid firemen and and, – policemen of this state and where governor romer had taken away our state pay uh she reinstated it and and had it fixed to where it would really take an act you know so one heck of an act to have it removed again we're protecting the citizens of the state and we're making up the shortfall for the state so thank you very much governor blanco there we go we remember her joey appreciate the call thanks for listening this week final look at our blue runner gumbo opinion poll are you watching the new orleans little league world series team 71 percent of you saying yes and yes you should tomorrow u.s championships at 230 that team against hawaii most of us should be and you should be in that audience like i said set your alarm for 2 15 p.m just in case you forget the alarm will go off and do oh man i gotta go get in front of the tv there thanks to logan falgu at master control appreciate it man thanks to nate lejeune third time we competed against him finally knocked him off in two minute drill trivia our guest Corey roussel brett martell brian costello rafael esparza and tim brando if you missed any of the show you can get the podcast at wwl.com and the radio.com app. And also you can get it on um, Apple Podcasts, like I do every week. We'll be back tomorrow. Steve Court and I, fans first take at 3 o'clock, previewing Jets, Saints, and we'll also be watching that Little League World Series. So you can hang out with us again 3 p.m. right here on WWL. For Logan and everybody here at the station, I'm Seth Dunlap. Follow me on Twitter, at Seth Dunlap. Handing it off now to Beyond Reality Radio. We'll talk to you tomorrow, and I leave you with our moment is in. Here's Tim Brando on a crisis facing college football, in his words. Okay, 
Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.